0: Welcome to the Betterism Podcast, a learning community seeking out life's unusual lessons from its unlikely places. I'm your host, Glenn Binger, author, teacher, and coach, and I'm here to help spark some collective growth. I hope you'll stick around and teach us a thing or two, but first, a few words from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Loud Coffee Press. Loud Coffee Press is a lifestyle brand and a literary magazine for creatives of all kinds. Um, they accept poetry, flash fiction, short stories, and art submissions. Um, and they're always looking for new new artists to work with. They actually also just dropped an inspirational book made specifically for writers. It's called Creative Home. And I can't express how helpful it's been in my own writing process. I highly recommend you check that out. Um, and this is pretty cool. They're actually working on an RPG or a role-playing game called Eight Bells Bluff. They have a Kickstarter going and they're trying to drop that for 2021. Super cool stuff. Um, So you can find them online. You can connect www.loudcoffeepress.com. Hey guys, just a heads up. There's a couple glitches in this episode. Uh, Lauren and I's call dropped a couple times. You'll hear the signal in the track. But for the most part, the episode is pretty awesome and you can hear it clearly. Just wanted to give you a heads up. Thanks and enjoy. All right. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Betterism Podcast. I'm your host, Glenn. Today, we've got a special guest. Uh, We've actually, this is the first time we are meeting. (laughs) um we got poet l7 l welcome to the show
1: thank you thank you
0: for sure Um, we actually met through um our mutual friend merrick uh tall johnson was the one that kind of uh linked us up i think he was like my fifth or sixth guest he was early on but um how do you so how do you how do you know merrick
1: okay actually via merrick he found me on twitter and he said that he really liked my work and he was like well I could, like, connect you to some people if you'd like me to. And I was like, well, you don't have to if you don't want to. But by all means, like, I'm down for it. I'm cool about it. So I sent him my pages and I sent him my WordPress because that's where I pretty much post all my poetry on Mm -hmm. before I ever became a part of Lost Voices Poetic Empire. Because that's how they found me as well was through Twitter I, I don't know. I th- I'd like to call myself like a, you know, a real social person, especially when it comes to social media. Like I've been using Twitter ever since 2009. Same thing with Instagram. So I've been on it for a long time and I've even made some Internet friends along the way. And it's just like, you know, the Internet's pretty powerful. So that's what also helped me a lot when it came to posting my poetry yeah and that's and now i'm here (laughs) so hopefully (laughs) in the journey going on yeah
0: that's awesome i feel like that's you know because things like twitter and instagram they get a bad rep sometimes because of the toxicity that does exist on those platforms but there is there is a positive side of that i mean like this like how you and i connected like through Merrick. And then you and Merrick connected like via the same pattern on Twitter. Yes. Like, <laughs> that is the that's that to me is like a beautiful thing. And I'll be honest, like most of my connections have kind of grown out of a similar, I guess, uh, pattern there. It's like, yeah, of course, I have, you know, I I studied writing and in, in, in poetry and things in, in college yeah. and I have that connection. But it's that those connections are a lot different than the ones that I make online yeah and not not to knock either one but i feel like there's there's definitely a connection piece there no they, so both, you,
1: they both have their pros for sure their pros and cons yeah
0: so you started uh so you said you started with twitter first
1: uh like uh just like posting my work yes i ended up posting my work on there because before all of my poetry was just sitting in my notebook So Mm. I ended up making a WordPress so that I could publish all of my work and then started posting it on Twitter to, like, share and retweet it. And, you know, as, like, things starts, like, going around on the Internet, then, like, certain people end up seeing it and then would hit me up about it and be like, well, you know, what do you want to do about this? Like, are you doing this? Uh, Would you like to join us? And... That's how, like, pretty much the connections on that part would start.
0: I didn't really have to is that how you, Is that how you found uh, Lost Voices? They, they reached out to you? Yeah, they did reach out to me.
1: It's Her name is Love Simone. And she's actually a part of it as well. But she asked me because uh, there was, like, some poetry challenge, actually, on Twitter, where people would put a picture of the poet and then the poem so Mm -hmm. you would post a picture of your face and then you would post another picture where it's like your poem and I did that and it was like a whole thread of it so I think that she found me in the thread and that's how she asked me to be a part of it because I already had my wordpress in my bio in twitter so it was just like I don't know. It was left around, but I w- I really wasn't promoting it that much. Like I would post the link and then just go on about my day. If someone sure. retweeted it, they would retweet it. If someone would comment, then they would make a comment. But other than that, I I really wasn't like deeply invested into it until I was a part of a group at that point. Because once you were in, once you were in Lost Voices Poetic Empire. We do this thing on Instagram, which we haven't been doing it as of recent because everybody's just really busy with schedules and work. But we would do every week, we would have a day. So I would have Thursdays. And when it's your day, you'll post a video of you, like, either, like, saying your poetry out loud or, like, you can create your own little video or – well, not or, but also – just like a written poem just to write down and then send it on there edit it however you want to and then just post it on our Instagram so I was I've never been that busy like normally it it takes me a minute to write something like if I'm just feeling I don't know really deep in my emotions then Mm -hmm. I'll start writing about it. That's really the time that I'll write anyway. Or I feel like that's the time that I write my best shit is when (laughs) I'm feeling really, really, really depressed. So um, I've definitely added a little bit more like organization to it now and trying to make a day for it. I'll carry my notebooks with me everywhere that I go just in case. And also just like using my notes in my phone so yeah that's, <laughs> that's a,
0: no that's i love the the insight of how, like the creative process because everyone has their own like system and their own method to like producing the work that they do produce and i can very much i can totally relate to the whole uh like using and, and feeding your inf- your emotion into your work because i i mean that's how i got started too i same thing like i was on twitter i would say around 2009 maybe 2010 and i didn't necessarily post like my work to twitter but i would like link to it so like i, I used blogger instead of wordpress but it's the same shit and like, you would like link to it and like people would start and back then twitter was not what it is now so it was like, you know you no. had the 140 characters instead of what is it now like 2 210 or something i don't know something like that oh yeah
1: it's like and it was it a was... lot more of, like a community back then
0: yeah and like there was like you would link up with people who had similar tastes but also like people who might be like kind of a sidestep from what you're trying to do right like so if you're trying to write like i don't know like punk poetry that's where i started right but i had people who would like reach out to me who were doing like sci-fi stuff and they would just kind of like you know kind of shoot the shit and kind of like talk about their process even though we were writing two different genres It's kind of like a way to connect in that realm and talk about your like process, right? So, let me ask you, and this is kind of where I'm going with this has your actual writing process changed since then? Like, have you, did you used to, have you always done it that way where you carry your notebook and your phone, or has it kind of shifted along the way?
1: Yes, I've always carried a notebook. I, I actually had like a number of notebooks, which my last, big one that I completely finished like even if it's just like doodles or drawing or just like a quote from a song or just like Mm. literally a diary type shit just like talking about my day like sometimes I don't even you know sometimes that inspiration comes from looking back at some of those things yeah just like you know just starting off something like because sometimes I don't have something off the top of my head to start writing about So I'll just be like, okay, well, my day went like this. Or like, I heard about this song today and it made me feel this. And that was like my sixth notebook that I finished. I'm now on my seventh one. And I have like a miniature one because I'm a host too, as well as like a caregiver at a retirement home. So like in my little spare time, I'll take out my little smaller notebook and write in that one too just to like hold a thought or something like i'll sure. think of a really cool line and i'll be like okay i have to write this down before i forget about it or put it in my phone notes and i'll just put it in there and then come back to it later
0: yeah i have a similar process too um i definitely when i was younger before like smartphones were what they are i definitely carried around like the moleskin with me everywhere i had like the same kind of like travel you know little tiny notebook kind of thing. And yeah, then I yeah. had my actual, like at home, I had like a full size one. And I, obviously, you know, that changed as I got older um, with phones, especially, I feel like now it's, it's so easy to just, you know, make a note on your phone or like leave like a, a voice memo. What I, I find too, writing it down, like by hand to me, it, I, for some reason it just, I, I feel much more connected to the line or to mm-hmm. the emotion or to the the idea or the quote from the song or whatever like i just it's, it reaches me on another level than if i'm like trying to type away because like when you're on your phone it feels like a text you know you're like texting yeah. somebody like that i don't know it's not the same feeling
1: yeah it's definitely like you're pretty much just like transferring all that energy onto a paper and that paper just like pretty much lasts forever like i i mean i keep all of my notebooks so it's yeah. like Every time I'll like read back sometimes just for like some inspiration from my past self, I guess. Mm. And, you know, I'm looking back into it. I'll feel those exact same emotions, especially I like to write down the dates, too. So I can get like, yeah, really directly into that day and in that moment, sometimes even writing down the time of when I would write it and just be like completely submerged in that moment all over again and feeling it. Fully, and sometimes it's overwhelming because, like you know, my best work has came from just me being in my lowest points. Mm-hmm. So, just being able to look back on that and then feel those same emotions, but like not in a bad sense. It's like whenever I do read it, it's it's like a feeling of gratitude. Like,
0: yeah,
1: just being so happy because like those are the moments you're trying to move from that's why you write them down that's why you try to release them and then it's like oh whoa I yeah I do remember when I was feeling that way before like I remember when I was feeling so down and so helpless and now I'm at this point where I'm feeling better and it's like it's like progress like moving forward yes thing
0: so it's really cool I'm, I'm so with you there. I feel like there's, there's a, I, maybe magic is the wrong word to describe this, but I'm going to use the oh, word I magic.
1: Like it, though. It's
0: cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it is, it's like, you know, you, there's like this magic in like recording your emotion because it, you're putting it down on paper and you're accepting that it exists and you're letting it go. And who knows, you might come back, you know, five years from now and like, open up this journal and like revisit that emotion. Mm -hmm. But the simple act of like writing it down and getting it off of your chest, it not only lets it go, but it like serves as like the seed for the future writing. I mean, I I love going back. I'm the same way. I keep all of my old journals. I have a whole file box next to my office desk right here of like things that, and I've been, you know, I've, I didn't really take writing seriously. I would say until I hit like college. So, like 19, 20 years old. But, like, I have always kept some sort of journal or some sort of notebook where I just kind of like write lines. I was in bands and stuff, you know, I write lyrics in high school. And, like, now looking back and seeing like, you know, the scribble from when I was like 15, 16 year old little <laughs> punk kid, like, you look back at those and, like, even though you've grown and matured as a person, you can still like sense that emotion. And that that act of revisiting it almost changes the emotion, which is so weird. It's like, again, magic, I think is is is, it's a weird word to describe that. But it's like it's it's magic because you are literally like time traveling in a sense of like revisiting that memory. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, that's the best way to look at it. That's really cool. Because like, I don't know any like I believe that, you know, I don't deeply believe but i do think that we're like witches and wizards. we're writing things and we're spelling like spells and bringing things back to life like when you put it on paper or something or something that will stand for a really long time that is magical because that thing is going to be there forever like of course you can memorize it in your head and you can like put in your phone or whatever but as you said like putting it on paper it's it's a different type of feeling and it's a different type of experience
0: yeah just and i feel like
1: old school pen to paper
0: yeah and it's like i don't know sometimes i i see like younger writers and poets kind of just skipping that step and going straight to the laptop not that there's anything wrong with that because you know again everyone has their own process wow, i've never use my
1: laptop for that <laughs>
0: no me neither but like i you know i'm a teacher and i i teach in middle school so i see kids you know age 12 to 14 who they want to be poets they want to be writers but they just skip over the paper part and they go straight to like you know their laptop or their phone Uh, and i don't again i can't i can't ever experience someone else's shoes mm because that's you know that's just being a human but part of me is i i always i wonder and i worry i'm like are they missing that connection? Are they missing that emotional allowance and acceptance of like recording something by hand on paper with a pen or pencil? Right. Like, Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. It's, it's weird to think about that and like how your mind and your art are shifted or shaped by the medium you're choosing, right. By the, by the, the thing you're using to actually record that thought. Well, can Um, I say something? Oh, wait,
1: I'm sorry. Yeah, no,
0: go go for it, yeah.
1: I was going to say that what also helped me start writing is it was some point in high school, maybe, like, my sophomore or junior year, my phone broke. And I was, you know, I was really into my phone anyway because, like, that's where all my music is on. Yeah. Like, I was just really crushed when that broke. And... I had to like sit for a minute because I had to just like wait until my mom could get it fixed for me. So instead, I really started writing. Like I was like, "Well, maybe this is a time to where I can like really get into writing and was being a lot more mindful of things. Um not saying that like I'm I don't care about nature anymore, but like I don't really have the time to like go out <laughs> into the you know the woods and stuff anymore and just like bail out and write so that's what I did during that time and I guess if it ever comes to the point where like your students really can't use their laptops then it's just like well get a notebook bro
0: (laughs) right and I feel like there's a like so to bring it back to the whole like magic thing like Mm -hmm. yeah we are kind of like shaping the universe and our ideas and our our experience within the universe and kind of trying to share that. But I I also think from the other side of that that, and this is gonna sound crazy. Sorry, <laughs> listeners. I like crazy. But, though. It's cool. <laughs> well, it's, I like exploring the crazy, right? Like I feel like there's <laughs> yes. it exists for a reason. But like the the universe, I feel like also presents you with those moments when you need them most so like not not to make this sound shitty or anything but like your phone breaking was kind of like it kind of forced you to pick up the pen and the paper and like see things from a different angle Mm -hmm. and as a result like look where you are now right like you've now you're you're a poet you're part of this collective and this group of people who are like-minded and want to see you thrive and grow within your own art um That's like, that wouldn't have happened if your phone didn't break. You know what I mean? Exactly.
1: And like, honestly, I appreciate that moment. Like, even in the time when it happened, I quickly came to terms with it and was like, okay, this is the move that I need to make. So I completely agree with that because... I was just like, well, shit, I don't have anything else to do. I can't really text anybody right now. So (laughs) let me just, like, I don't know, talk to myself a little bit. And it was just really just a one-on-one conversation that just goes on and on through time.
0: Yeah. And they really are timeless. Again, you go back and you visit those old notebooks. Even, I mean, I do visit old documents. You know, I have, like, old Word docs from when I started, I don't know. 10 years ago 15 years ago Mm -hmm. again it's not the same thing but there is a sense of like looking back at your old work um not only for like for seeds for future work but also just to kind of see where you came from and like see your roots and like what what you what you came out of and overcome to become the person you are today to help shape who you want to become tomorrow i think that's such a fascinating thought experiment and it's something that like people do naturally without even being able to like verbalize that mm-hmm. but as an artist i mean you and i'm sure you could speak to this like as an artist that like definitely helps shape your work
1: <laughs> without a doubt it's i don't know every experience you just pretty much charge it to the game and i think that's the best way to do it is To write about it. If you don't have any other outlet, of course. Like, you know, even being a singer or shit. Even if you, like, create jewelry. Whatever you. It's really whatever you can transfer your energy into.
0: Yes. create something
1: else different. Something better. Or just something to help you move past from it. So, like, whatever outlet is necessary. Then, by all means, like, find that. And for me, of course, it's writing. I did wire wrapping at some point, though. I was... Okay, so I went to school. I went to school for digital filmmaking and video production. So I really wasn't focused on poetry too much, but I was writing. I actually have a log line in my Google Docs that I can, like, send about a film that I never got to finish. It's it's called Bloom. So... I already had, like, you know, I was just writing random shit, random stories. And then it just really just ended up turning into poetry. And I felt like, well, I still feel like I don't want to do just one thing in my life. But right now I am just completely invested into poetry right now. So I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I'm just going where this takes me. Just
0: going with the wind, pretty much. Yeah. Well, I think that's the best way to do it. Is like, you know, so often we're just kind of, especially as like Americans, we're just like programmed to consume, consume, consume. But like at a certain point, you're you just your body gets sick of that, and you have to you have to flip the switch and like create. You you need to create. You got to, like you said, you have to have some yeah, sort you of have outlet, to generate something what, of
1: your own.
0: Right, and it's like that's like a a human condition i mean like you, you we need to create things in order to just like prove that we existed i mean that's it sounds negative but i think at the same time like that's a really positive thing it's like you have the ability to manipulate your own reality to leave a footprint right that, to
1: leave your mark
0: right like somebody's gonna see it and sure it might only be like your kids or your family who knows though i mean you might have tens of thousands of followers that uh-huh. that want to follow those footsteps regardless it doesn't matter how many people are are seeing those footsteps it's the fact that you're leaving those footsteps because right. not everyone knows there. how to do that right and it's you know that's it's the beautiful thing especially about poetry because i feel like there's no yes there, there's similar ideas and concepts but there's so many different ways to say the same thing and everyone has their own voice to do that. You know, and when I when Merrick introduced you and I and I started like looking at some of your work, I was like, God damn, like l is so talented with these words. <laughs> <you>. I just <laughs> for sure. And it's it's impressive because you have a and now especially hearing like your history and how you kind of got there, like you have this way with words that like I I as another artist, I'm envious of, but also like super stoked that you have that talent. You know what I mean? Thank you. <laughs> So how does um, how does I know you kind of talked a little bit about this, but how does lost voices kind of tie into this? How do you do you do you find like inspiration and motivation from them just from being part of that community? Oh Um, yes, you want to speak a little about about that? I
1: would love to. Um, Well, for one, I believe they're all older than me (laughs) because I'm only twenty one. I just turned twenty one in February, so I think that they're at least like in their like late twenties, but It's truly inspiring to be in the chat with them because it's like, you know, I get to hear like an old soul perspective and see their work and what type of work that they produce. Like we all send our ideas before we even post anything. So we get to see each Mm -hmm. other's like we get to see the process of how we even post our um, our poetry, which is like really cool. And then from my perspective, it's like a, a young voice in there that can be like, well, you know, you should try this because there have been times where they've asked me, like, what type of apps do I use to make my videos, to speak my poetry over? And mm-hmm. I'll be like, oh, yeah, you can, like, use this and, like, send them apps and stuff like that. Um, and then, like, them just, like, talking about their kids, like, personal life things, which, like. I only have two kittens, so I can't really relate to, like, having some kids, I guess. But, you know, just, like, it's, it's of course, going to be different perspectives because they're older than me. Sure. But, you know, we do be writing about the same things. It's just in different words. So it is cool to just be like, okay, well, this is how you're perceiving this or this is how you went about this situation, whereas I would go about it this way right um man i i wish i could find more words it's just truly uplifting to be a part of a group like that because one thing about our ceo is that he's getting everybody to push out a book like he's helped all of us release a book
0: that's awesome
1: so i'm just like wow like we're really just watching each other pretty much build something that we didn't even we can't even comprehend right now like we're just going with it. Like they're just like, you want to be a part of this? And I'm like, sure. And they're like, okay, well like sign this contract. And I signed the contract, but I really didn't think too much about it. Cause it's like, I was just like, well, you know, it's just like posting poetry, like no big deal, but right, right. it's so much more than that. Like it's a family. It is, it is something that we're all pushing towards together. And, Yeah, you can do some things alone, but it helps a little bit more when you have people there with you. So, yeah, I think I just I don't know. It's mind blowing because I really didn't expect it to get this far so far.
0: Hey, all good. All good.
1: Okay, I'm really sorry about that.
0: No worries. My mom good. kept
1: calling, too. I was like, Mom, I'm literally in the middle of a podcast right now. And she's like, oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't know.
0: <laughs> it's all good. That's really?
1: another thing. I really don't tell. My mom's a cake artist. So oh, she, oh. like, works with fondant and does, like, really, like, big, beautiful custom cakes. So this is, like, the first artist in my life, right? And yeah. I I get really nervous just, like, telling her about my projects and things that I do. I didn't even tell her when I released a book. Really? I just posted the link on Facebook. Oh,
0: she must have been and, so mad, but also so excited.
1: Yes, she was. She was just like, oh, so you have a book. Like, the conversation was so awkward. She was just like, so you you have a book out? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, okay, how much is it? And I'm like, it's $15 and she was just like oh you know you didn't tell me and i'm like yeah i know
0: <laughs> sorry <laughs> it's all good it's all good we're laid back here at betterism so listeners sorry we got we got a little cut off here we're all good though we're back mm-hmm. we're um back on the call we're going to edit that together no problem um so i figure <laughs> before we jump back in we were talking about teamwork and, and we'll get back to that in a second but i mm-hmm. since you, since you brought it up i we can definitely plug it uh, what's the name of your book, and where can listeners find it?
1: It is called Are You Alone? A collection of poems. And you can find it on Bards and Noble. But it's going to be under my name, Lauren Patterson. So, I, you know, it's just like my first. I was like, I might as well just put Lauren yes. Patterson there. But, uh, like, ultimately, whatever type of art that I do, whether it's wire wrapping or... If I end up wanting to, like, release something. Because I was a part of a label, but I didn't... I had things, like, I have demos, but I just mm-hmm. didn't like them, so I didn't release them. And I wanted to invest more time into poetry. So I ended up leaving. But I've, like, worked on Garage Band. I've done a couple of things. So, like, I'm also into music as well. All in all, I'm just really an artist. So I can do a lot of things, but... <laughs> as of right now i'm just a poet
0: so well that's that's good and we kind of touched base on that before and i definitely i will bookmark that because i do want to come back to the music thing but
1: mm-hmm.
0: the, i think to kind of tie back in where we got dropped off the we were talking about like the the community and the teamwork right okay. which is a that's a that is a theme that has come up on the podcast a few times like you can't you can't do things by yourself you need people to help you out you mm-hmm. need people who want to see you succeed and you also have to, you know, want to see them succeed. You were talking about your your CEO and like how he is kind of pushing everyone to try their best. And like, I mean, to me, like that's just a good leader, right? Is like being in the grass with your with your team and like trying to push forward no matter what cost, mm-hmm. right? I think that that element is super important for any creative, like you said, regardless of, what your genre is what your medium is like having like-minded people around you who want to see you succeed who want you to be inspired and motivated and try your absolute best i mean that they say like i think that i think the proverb is like you know you are an average of your five closest friends i think that's (laughs) how the saying goes it's like the the people you surround yourself with like you become attached to them in and on another level than people who you just like are acquaintances with you know what I mean right so I think it, that's pretty to important learn about
1: each other know about each other's hearts and how you see things so it's just like a combination of all of that together and depending on how strong that relationship is between all of you guys it just like oozes out like there's there's no way that it's like a part of that wave that you can't catch it because all of you guys are yeah. literally in the same water
0: and that's that's the beauty of it too. I, every single group that I've been a part of, as even writing music, whatever it was, um, it it hit me on another level than when I'm like sitting down to do something independent. Like I'm working on a novel right now, and like that is the most solidary, like Ooh. by yourself thing. And don't get me wrong, I love doing that, but it is it's not the same thing as like working with a group of musicians or or artists or you know whatever you're whatever your medium is surrounding yourself with people it's it's a different kind of inspiration it hits you on another level um that i i honestly i can't even find the words to describe it
1: (laughs) right it's like it is what it is
0: (laughs) yeah right so let's let's bring it back then since we're kind of talking about music um and you talked about how your your mom was one of your first like truly creative inspirations with the cakes and stuff but have you that i mean to, that's awesome i've always been impressed by that um that that art form in itself is one of those things i'm like man i wish i could freaking do that <laughs> yeah
1: it's literally so crazy just watching her do it but she doesn't want anybody's help so it's just like you just gotta sit there and let her do her work
0: yeah yeah let the process unfold mm-hmm. <laughs> so what how does that inspired you as an artist growing up and stuff you said you kind of started with music and, and rapping and stuff but you kind of shied away into poetry how how has that inspiration kind of affected you
1: um well most of my friends are all artists so it it's kind of impossible not to want to like hop in on like a cypher or something like that or mm-hmm. a little circle jam and you know throw in your own two cents because I'm from Winston, North Carolina, and there's a lot of, like, upcoming artists here. Like, this, a lot of people are trying to put Winston on the map right now, and I love it. I'm here for it. Like, Tia Corinne, she's from here, 3400, OG Spliff. There's so many different artists here that, you know, just so happen to be my friends. So, just being around them and... I try to, like, you know, I'll jam out a bit or, like, make a little small something. But I don't think it's something that I truly want to, I don't know, take around the world with. Just, like, something to do in my free time. That way it just Mm. doesn't feel like so much pressure or I'm picking up too many projects. Because I will be the type of person that I will pick up a whole bunch of shit and not even have the time for it but I'm just so excited so <laughs> I just agreed to it yeah and I'm trying not to do that anymore so that's why I really left because the label was called oral nerd it was a sub label from study hyperactive which is also based here so nice. um you know I just had to be like well I don't want to really be a part of this anymore and it was also the thing of like well you're not releasing anything anyway so we were just like okay cool no hard feelings and then just ended it at that but they're still pretty supportive of like the things that I'm doing right now and I'm supportive of them as well I just was like I'd rather do this on my own and if I do want to get back into music then I would also still like to do that on my own
0: yeah yeah I'm a I'm definitely a big proponent of like never burning your bridges and like it's okay it's definitely okay to like go separate ways right but like right. don't burn those bridges because you never you never know like what if you want to come back to it later on right. and like, it, it having those connections not only is going to like open those doors again but it's also like it's you're 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 creating that team right that's mm-hmm. that support network of like people that want to see you succeed even though you might not be in the same industry quote unquote you know but But they do want to see the success they do want to they're going to promote your stuff when you drop something you know i think that's that's important to surround yourself with the right kind of person as an artist um especially if you're trying to make it in in something that is as prolific as music or or poetry or spoken word like there's a lot of stuff out there and it's it's hard it's difficult as is to stand out among the noise but like if you're burning the bridges and you're not, you know, you're not letting people help yeah, you. you're not staying it's,
1: with the community anymore either.
0: No, it's only making it harder. And like, why would you do that to yourself? You know? So I agree. I don't know. So how does um how does music affect your work now? Um, you you mentioned before how you like you'll be you know listening to music and you'll jot down like a quote or something <laughs> yes. here from a song. How does that kind of tie in?
1: Still does it. (laughs) It's like, um, okay, so it starts with, like, whatever mood I'm in. um, And then, like, I'll cut on the song, of course, and then there'll just be this one lyric that pops out to me. And it's like, man, I really felt that lyric. Like, you know, you're just, like, jamming to a song, and you're just like, damn, this shit hits. Like, I felt, like, I really felt that line right there. But it's yeah, it's that and then taking it over and getting more like in depth with it, like going into details at that point. Like, yeah, this line is coming out to me and I feel this line very deeply. But this is exactly what I mean when this line pops in my head or this is what it means when I say this line. And not saying that, like, I use a line in my poetry. Of course, like, I write it in my own way. But sure, it's, sure. like, going into detail at that point, like, explaining why I feel this way or, you know, what this feeling really does to me and how it changes my perception on everything else around me at that point. And, shit, that's how music ties into it. Also, it's just like, okay, this is a really good song, so yeah like yeah it,
0: like you said when it when it hits you i mean there are sometimes too and I, I maybe i'm weird because i do this but like there are times where like i'll be listening to a song and like one line will stand out and it will be such a banger that like i'm gonna restart the song
1: <laughs> i'm the same way i'm like hold up dj you gotta play this back one more time
0: yeah so do you let me ask you do you do you listen to music while you write or do you listen to music and then write
1: I oh okay sometimes I do write with music on because it'll already be on and I'll be like okay I need to write this but most times um especially if like I'm if I'm outside or something it's just outside noises or just sitting there in silence and writing it all down because like sometimes there are like it does come to that point where I'm too busy thinking about the lyrics because like it's stuck in Mm. my head or like i'm singing along to it and then it's also what i'm trying to write down there have been many cases where i've like accidentally wrote down the lyric from the song in my head down on the paper (laughs) and i'm like okay well dude this is (laughs) this is what i was trying to do like that wasn't what i was trying to do at all Um, right just having to like go back a little bit but uh i really don't have a preference though i'll just do it in the moment that it feels right
0: that's cool i like that Mm -hmm. and i respect that because i'm i'm the opposite where it's like i i need a and this is probably just my teacher brain but like i need a system i need to like follow it (laughs) and it's like i i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing it's working for me so i guess it's a good thing yeah whatever like i need to like i i need to like i have my i'll listen to some music to try to put myself into a mood right Mm -hmm. and then i'll turn that music off and then like sit there in silence to work on my project or and i i think i mentioned this on one of the last podcasts so listeners i apologize if i'm repeating myself but sometimes i'll put on like uh like instrumental music so it's like creating like uh like a ambience almost like a, like a vibe Ooh. and I'll try to match that to what it is I'm writing. So like, if I'm writing, you know, uh, poetry, that's like sad, depressed, like I'm going to try to pick harmonizing music. That's like kind of down and like minor keys and like darker. Right. Versus if I'm writing, like, I don't know, I'm trying to write like uplifting poetry or something. I, I'll flip the switch and kind of, you know, go the more creative, you know, spiritual route mm-hmm. as far as the music goes. So, so I don't know if that's... <laughs> maybe I'm weird for doing no, that, but, like, I, I feel like it, it works.
1: Like, lo-fi mm, beats or something. Yeah. Which, like, it, yep. it's, it's so common, but it's, like, yeah. Lo-fi beats are pretty cool to do that with, because it's... Sometimes when I write my poetry, it's almost like I'm, like, writing some bars down, too, and then yeah, I'll, like, use it to follow a beat, because, like, following a beat helps just... Produce like the, the, the right words a the, little bit more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The flow. Right. And then I'll go back into it to where I'll be like, okay, you know, do I want to keep this out some bars or do I want to change this into a poem? And then at that point, I'll like go back and like reword a couple of things or like reorganize the structure of it a little bit more to where it doesn't feel like you just read in somebody's bars. Like, it's, yeah, it's yeah. a poem at that point.
0: So since you brought it up, can we talk about your editing process? Do you have a specific like method to your madness? Or do you kind of just like, if you feel like something needs to be edited, you're going to sit down and edit it?
1: Um, I'll really read back onto it. But I it's not like I press myself to do it. Because I'll reread everything that I write and then come back to it so sometimes a poem may be finished in my notes or my notebook but a couple of days later i'll look back at it and then it'll pretty much be editing time i guess like whenever i decide that i want to change a line or a word and be like okay well this doesn't really make sense now it probably made sense at the time but it ain't making Mm -hmm. sense anymore so i have to switch it up and change it and then that's when i do it but i really just do it on the fly if it happens it happens if it doesn't it doesn't
0: i've i've always been envious of people who could do that cuz i'm i'm not <laughs> like I, again i'm very like systematic in my thinking and again i don't this is probably just me i don't i don't know if it's good or bad but like i i feel like when i try to do things on the fly and like i screw it up mm. like it just i don't know it makes me feel like it makes me want to like put down what I'm doing and be like screw it like walk away you know
1: (laughs) I'm just like if I think too much about it then it's I don't know it's just not gonna work out the way that I want it to at that point so I have to be a little bit like I don't know like separate myself from it for a bit and go on about my regular life and then I'll be like oh uh, I'm thinking about going back to this in my notes right now in my notebook, and then I'll do it.
0: Mm. Do you do um? So uh, obviously you, you do spoken word, but do you prefer like spoken word over write, like writing, or do you prefer like writing the poetry mm-hmm. over the spoken word?
1: I prefer spoken word, so that way I can better like present the flow to people, and they can follow me yeah. through with it. That way, it's just like, I don't know. It feels like that they're there with you, too. Like, when they listen, it can be like a song that they're listening to. Maybe yeah, not have absolutely. any music in the background, but it's like, you can follow these words and actually create a picture in your mind.
0: Yeah. And there's definitely, definitely a, a vibe, a frequency that goes with that, right? Like, when you're emphasizing... A specific word or a specific line it's gonna it's gonna be different when you speak it versus when you write it down like there's a difference between like seeing like you know say someone uses the same word three times in a poem right like on paper that looks a certain way versus when you say it and you're emphasizing that third time you say it is so much harder and deeper than the first time you say it like that changes the whole element of the poem.
1: It does. I agree with that cuz it's also that voice inside your head when you're reading things, so it's like it could be different.
0: Yeah. I know um like when I not that I have because recently because of, you know, covid and everything, but like when I was reading at like open mics and stuff, I always found myself kind of gravitating more towards reading poetry than like stories and things cuz like when you're reading like a story out loud, um you can kind of go on the fly and you can like adjust sentences here and there but that's a lot harder to do with poetry right like when you're reading poetry like yeah you can change up a word or two but like it really on how like you deliver Mm -hmm. right like so you you kind of feed off of your audience at the same time like you know they're going to react a certain way to certain lines and you kind of already know how it's coming because you're when you write it like you kind of do that on purpose but you can like feed off the audience based on that Right. And I find, too, like when I when I'm reading out poetry out loud, like it that'll help me kind of change the fluctuation of my tones and my harmonies and and my rhymes and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know. Do you do you prefer to and I've never really read online out loud. It's more like I, I prefer to do that, like with an audience. But do you have a preference like, do you would you prefer to do it like in a mic with no one there and you edit it and put it online, or do you prefer to do it like in front of people?
1: oh, in a mic, no edit in front of people?
0: Because, mm.
1: like, it's like an energy ball, like, when the crowd throws the energy ball to yeah. you, you literally throw it back. So, it's like a back and yeah. forth thing, especially I don't know, making eye contact too with them.
0: Oh yeah, that's huge.
1: It's I don't know, it's a different level. But I've only had like two performances in my life, so it's really different.
0: Well, you're still growing. I mean, you're still you're still young in a sense where you, as far as your poetry career goes, like you're like your first couple steps here. You've already put out a book, which is again, that's impressive. That's what kind of drew me into your work in the first place. The fact that you are so young and you already have all these steps underneath your belt but like to kind of see where you're where you're going with that I mean to me like that's inspiring
1: thank you
0: (laughs) no worries again this is it's laid back the whole point of this podcast by the way and I don't know if listeners have even figured this out or not yet but like I'm trying to help people understand that learning doesn't have to be as formal as school makes it (laughs) (laughs) you know and I feel like becoming better doesn't have to be like this huge giant thing it, you can you can do this just by like listening to people talk um i i think there's a there's a value in our in our subconscious that just knows how to pick things up without us even recognizing it so
1: i agree to that
0: but so yeah i mean what we were talking about um spoken word versus written word right and like the tonal yeah. inflections um.
1: Um. oh I was just gonna say that when it comes to like spoken word in the audience it fills in it kind of helps fills in the gaps like the spaces between each word like mm. you need your audience like that's who you need you need your targeted audience who you're trying to speak to or just like It doesn't even have to be a targeted audience, just someone there to listen to it. Because, like, yeah, you're writing it really for yourself. Or, like, that's how I first started writing. Like, I didn't know that I was going to share this. But then I started sharing it. And I wish I could find the right words for it. But just another story for somebody to relate to just in maybe my words, but hopefully my words are clear enough to where they can connect to it as well. Yeah. Like the most clearest depiction of how those how those wave emotions actually creates a shift in your mind, like about Mm -hmm. how you see the whole scenario or situation that you're going through.
0: Without a doubt. And people are going to add their own context to what it is you're saying, but that's—I mean—that's part of the process, right? Yeah, like it is. Yeah. You it's you create your story. thing. Go ahead.
1: Uh-uh. That's all I had to say. It's the same oh,
0: story. Yeah. No, it is. It's like you. It's it's like the what you're creating is the thing that like bonds the listener or the the reader to like the writer, right? Mm-hmm. But like, there's there is a sense of context in there where it's like. Again, it's two. You're, that's two different entities, two different bodies, two different minds that are going to interpret those things differently. But that's part of art. I mean, that's what makes art art is the fact that you have different perspectives and you have different interpretations of what's being said or what's being you know painted or or sung, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's where like the beauty comes from. It's like two, three, ten people can hear the same poem and have totally different interpretations of what it means what it's supposed to mean um and that includes the writer themselves right like the the writer is creating that thing and they have their own context around it but that doesn't mean that their audience targeted or not it could be accidental audience right like targeted or not the the writer and the audience are there it's bottom line is like you're gonna have different perspectives but that's that's Mm -hmm. the beauty that's that's what makes art art is the fact that there is that blank space between the words. Like you so eloquently said, thank you. Like a true poet. All right. You want to jump to the rapid fire questions? I feel like that, that's a good place to wrap up. We kind of pulled yeah, it. Yeah, let's do it. This
1: is cool. <laughs> this is a cool, like, you know, conversation though.
0: Hell yeah. And that's, I honestly, like I said, that's the whole point of this is like, I'm trying to just keep it laid back and, help people understand that bettering doesn't need to be formal. (laughs) That's like the, everyone has a connotation when you talk about like self-help, you always think I, in my mind, I always think like, you know, self-help books at Barnes and Noble, like it has like a vibe, but like (laughs) it doesn't have to be, it can be laid back. You can, you can improve yourself without putting pressure on yourself. That's possible. So anyway, enough of my uh, spiel um no,
1: that's cool <laughs>
0: <laughs> question number one what are you currently reading right now um and again that could be taken lightly it could be consuming watching listening to but what are you into right now okay well
1: uh i'm not reading anything but i have been watching uh, a lot of spooky stuff halloween uh, uh yeah i fucking love horror films and stuff so right now i've been watching the haunting of Bly Manor which is like the haunting of Hill House but it's like another season to it mm. which is like <clears throat> I, I, don't, I would kind of like to make it a connection to my poetry because like I feel like some of my poetry is a little bit dark and this type of show is like psychologically dark it's yeah. about like ghosts and you know little spirits and shit like that but then like emotional trauma being tied to those ghosts and you know their way of coping in the afterlife i guess you could say so (laughs) that's like pretty much what i'm into i like psychological thrillers um even like bloody gory stuff i can watch that too Um, sci-fi horror, if, like, that's even a thing, but it makes sense for it (laughs) to be a thing. Um, cause there's, like, uh, shit, it's (sighs) Lovecraft or something like that. It's some show on HBO that Jordan Pill did, uh, and it's, like, a little, like, a horror sort, like, horror series or, like, a sci-fi horror series, which is, like, pretty, pretty cool. Uh, just like a whole bunch of like different <laughs> monsters and like spiritual magic shit. Just yeah. I don't know. I I like things like that. The, even though it's pretty dark, it's like, you know, there there is like another like a shadow side to being here on this earth and there is like some some spooky things going on, I believe. So yeah. It's cool to, like, see it be depicted on screen in some show.
0: Sure. And, uh, you know, it's... I Personally, I'm not a fan of the, um, the things that kind of make you, like, jump. I like the kind of horror that, like, <clears throat> makes you, like... Like you said, like, psychological thriller. Like, right. stuff that, like, messes with your brain. That's mm-hmm. the kind of stuff that I'm into. But I feel like um, it's important to kind of, like, expose yourself to things like that because you want to kind of like, again, you don't want to like, obviously fall into like that dark trap of your, your subconscious and your mind. But (laughs) (laughs) at the same time, it's like exposing yourself to that is you're fueling your art, right? Even if you even if you're the kind of artist who produces like happy go lucky stuff, like you're still, you're still exposing yourself to that balance and recognizing like, okay, like this is the other end of that spectrum. How can (laughs) I, you know, how can I kind of balance that out a little bit, Mm -hmm. right? Um, I think that's important is to kind of, you know look at look across the whole spectrum and not like silo yourself into just one or two and what better season to do that kind of stuff and then october during I mean, during, yes,
1: during halloween season which is like, right. my favorite season
0: mine too <laughs> all right uh so question number two what is your favorite meal to prepare and cook this could be for yourself could be for your friends and family but um do you have a favorite dish you like to mess oh around with?
1: god just like grilled chicken zucchini and squash you just like i don't know season go to yeah season your chicken breast however you want to 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 your preference um put a little bit of lemon in there if you want to just a little razzle dazzle (laughs) zucchini and squash on the side or like put it all together it's really good i just really love zucchini and squash though but
0: me too of course,
1: like the grilled chicken does add a little razzle dazzle to it
0: <laughs> well it's it you know that's one of those like it's a go-to because it's like a health conscious meal like i i feel like that to oh, me is like
1: i didn't eat anything though but the, like, yeah, <laughs> it is healthy <laughs>
0: well i mean especially your zucchini squash like it, and again what better season to dive into something like that but mm-hmm. i feel like i don't know it's a it's a good balance you got your protein you got your uh your green your veggies your uh squash in there and stuff so it's Hell yeah, yeah <laughs> especially if you if you dabble on both like you said if you dabble on both sides of the spectrum it's good to keep a balance
1: <laughs> yeah i do like because my friends are vegan so i'll try some of their vegan dishes or like vegetarian mm. dishes also because this shit just hits like it's just good like yeah i even like it's nasty like veggie burgers and all that they're they're actually pretty good they taste yeah this depends on who you go to
0: yeah they get a negative knock i feel like and it's they shouldn't because it's (laughs) like honestly you could hand one of those to somebody who's not a vegan and and like not tell them and they wouldn't know the difference they wouldn't
1: (laughs) because it doesn't taste anything like it like Vegan right. chicken nuggets oh my god they're just banging so amazing. It's so amazing i was like wow especially the stuffed ones those are amazing too wow
0: yeah
1: i'm hungry now i'm hungry yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right well so we'll wrap this up then last question okay Okay. uh what's what's one life lesson you want to pass on to our listeners this can be from the conversation or it could just be like a life model you live by or a slogan or something but one life lesson
1: i you say you feel and then you let go release Ooh. is the most important thing like yes you you probably want to hold on to it and grasp it but when you feel it in that moment submerge yourself in that feeling if you must but make sure to let it go you have to release it back out into the energy field of where it came from so yes it's not yours to take you can give it up you can give it back so just make sure you release it
0: hell yes that is so beautiful um we we constantly live in this spiral of emotions and vibes and it you know that whole saying of like it goes around comes around that's 100 percent true and I feel like in order to maintain a healthy relationship with that spiral you have to learn how to let things go
1: yeah like it's okay to understand it and learn it right you know analyze it to the core but you you know you have to let it go it's it's not for you to keep. It's just like a temporary thing.
0: It's all temporary. It's mm-hmm. all beautiful. I love it. All right, Lauren, where can a uh, or L seven I should say, where can listeners find you online if they want to reach out, connect, buy your books?
1: Okay, so my Instagram is four hundred and fifty mg. You can also find me on Lost Voices Poetic Empire as well on Instagram. Exactly how you type it, no funky words, none of that. Um, On Twitter, I am L777 Weenie. I love it. Yeah, (laughs) that kid's a level seven weenie. (laughs) (laughs) I said that because my name is Lauren and I'm born on the 7th. And I think that's a cool movie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's
0: funny. I didn't know where the L, I was going to ask where the L7 came from, but now it all makes sense. That's great. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So that's me. You can find me. You can reach out to me, um, even if you need some help on, because I've had some people like ask me um, about advice on like even how to like publish a book. And, My friend, the CEO of Lost Voices, his name is Andre, and he has no problem with me linking anybody to him to ask him any type of questions or come to him for assistance. Um, I believe that we actually are looking for more members right now as well. Mm. So, you know, if anybody's interested, then, you know, come to me or come to them, you know, whatever whatever suits you best, we are all here to help you. So,
0: Excellent. That's why you're, that's why I wanted to have you on. It's a great fit for the betterism learning community that we're trying to uh, establish here. So I think that's a good link up and I will, I'll definitely tag all you guys on the, uh, on the social post. So
1: cool. we'll get into that. Thank you so much.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's been great talking <laughs> to you, Lauren. Um, we'll have to connect again in the future soon.
1: Oh yeah. Without a doubt. Thank you for having me on your show.
0: No doubt. No doubt. All right. right. Have a good rest of your night. We'll talk. All right. Bye. Later. (laughs) Hey guys, just one more quick thing before you take off. Um, I wanted to take a second to express my sincere gratitude for your time and your attention. It's appreciated way more than you realize Um, If you'd like to support our cause and what we're doing here at Betterism, there's a few ways you can do that. Um, You could share, rate, or review the show. Um, It's available wherever you get podcasts. You can join our blog and contribute some of your wisdom to our growing family. Or if you're able to, you can donate or subscribe any amount to paypal.me slash bingbang. That link is in the show notes. Um, thanks again so much for your time and I hope you have a great day. Well, that's it friends. Thanks for tuning in. I hope to swing through again. If you'd like to reach out, uh, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us online at medium.com betterism. Be better at whatever it is you're building. And remember friends, stay learning.